Hey everybody, this is Brad Williams and I am the pastor of B4 Church. Welcome to our podcast. My prayer is that this would help you behold God, that you would see him for who he is, that you would belong to community, that you would be everything that you were created to be, and that you would be able to dream beyond the limitations in your life. So I hope you enjoy this teaching and we look forward to seeing you in person soon. Well, hey everyone, welcome to the B4 podcast. My name is Alex. I'm one of the pastors here at the church and the director of adult ministry. And I am Ashley, and I am on staff, and I'm actually on your team. Yeah. We get to work together every day. We do. And today, it's just you and me on the podcast, on the podcast, on the podcast. Everybody else abandoned us. They did, yeah. (laughs) In the last couple weeks, um, we've had both Brad and Steve Mitchell join us and uh, schedules and conflicts and all those things. But today, we are getting to wrap up the 4B series um, by talking about Beyond. Which we talked about. We both... On hearing the beyond was one of the four Bs of B4, we immediately thought of Buzz Lightyear. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, it's two things. One, it's that we're both children of the 90s. And then yeah. two, um, that I am like thoroughly engrossed in Disney movies with my kids right, <laughs> right now. But I remember we were at the director's retreat and we were praying through this whole idea, um, mm-hmm. working through some of these things. And Um, I remember when the word beyond got put up there, I could not help but laugh. And like the jokes and the puns were coming out left and right. Hard to avoid. Yeah. So if you're listening to this or to the, you listen to the message and you thought the same thing, hey, you're in good company. (laughs) We're all thinking of Buzz Lightyear. (laughs) Right. We uh, all sort of have wondered the same thing. Um, You know, part of my, even just wrestling with this word was how do you beyond yeah, it's the only one that isn't a verb. Right, of the exactly. Four Bs. Like I can't be beyonding or beyonder. Yeah. Or I didn't beyond beyonded. Yeah. I don't even know what that would be in the yeah. past. Tense. Yeah, so like the language seems a little confusing. But um, as Brad led us through this exercise of helping us understand why this word meant so much to him, even though it felt kind of strange, at the same time I couldn't deny the power that set behind the word, um, the meaning of the word, at least. Yeah, I think once once it's explained of what your meaning, the word beyond actually encompasses it pretty well because yeah. I think any other term that we would have tried to use would have been too limiting. But beyond yeah. means we're not just talking about things we do for missions or things that we do in other places of the world, but beyond is just like beyond yourself. Yeah. And that could include how you react with your family. That can include how you're interacting with your coworkers. That could look like a whole host of things more than sure. just pigeonholing ourselves into we're doing outreach or we're doing mission. It's yeah. so much bigger than yeah, that. Yeah. And and like you said, those things are a piece of the concept idea of beyond. Yeah, of course. But we want to make sure that we think beyond even those things. That's again why the <laughs> beyond, word- Beyond, beyond. Yeah, beyond, beyond. It's again why the word, um, I think it works so well. Uh, if you're new to this podcast, you're just tuning in, we've been covering the four Bs of B4 for the last few weeks on a teaching series, but also in this subsequent podcast. And um, one of the things we've been doing is following the life of a guy named Abram or Abraham in the Bible. And uh, this is partly what has inspired um, this whole series is mm-hmm. his story. And uh, one of the things we see about Abraham is that his life has to move away from a point of comfort to beyond something greater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he starts in the land of Ur, living mm-hmm. like everybody at the time would have lived with his father's family. And right. God shows up and says, hey, I want you to go somewhere else. I want yeah. you to think beyond this little world that you have known right. and do something. And at the time, like we move all the time in today's society. Right. And I... 
I think maybe we don't understand how countercultural that was at the time right. to be like, hey, you're going to leave your whole family and you're going to go to a completely new place. That was not a common thing. No, I mean, most people never left a like 30 mile radius of their home yeah. for like their entire lifetime, which yes. I know sounds crazy because some of us drive more than that to commute <laughs> to work in one day. But that's the reality. I mean, I was thinking about it this morning because I knew we were going to have this conversation. I was thinking about, you know, the famous Great Commission Jesus line where he tells his disciples to go out into all of the world mm -hmm. and to make disciples of all nations. And he's basically telling a group of people that have never left like their neighborhood <laughs> and, yeah. and to like go to the ends of the earth. Yeah. And it's just it's just fascinating to think about the um, that adventure, but also the cost associated with that. Yeah. He sets us up for that, which is really interesting. So when I was thinking about the story, I thought there's a lot of practical reasons why we shouldn't think outside of ourselves. Like, like what? Well, like Abraham, like think about it. So like his whole livelihood, his like retirement, all of those things would be based on- His family. His, his family. Yeah. His friendships. Yeah. His like, he was to inherit a family business, things like that. So the audacity of God to tell him, I got something else for you, but I don't really like, I'm not gonna tell you what that is. It's just out there. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a good example that the things that God calls us to are very rarely easy. It's not that mm -hmm. God says, oh, you want to do this. And so my plan for you is to do 100% the opposite of this. God is not sadistic in that way. Yeah. Um, you know, the classic example of, you know, kids praying, please don't make me a missionary kind of a thing. That's not what he's doing. If you hate traveling, he's probably not going to cause you to sure, be a missionary, sure. but maybe. Um, but at the same time, like what he calls us to very rarely is clear very rarely is what we expect mm. and very rarely keeps us in our comfort zone. That's good. Very rarely clear what we expect and in our comfort zone. And, mm -hmm. and, and that last one, I think is one of the reasons why we struggle so much stepping into this mm -hmm. is because it is beyond the boundaries of our comfort zone. Like it was for Abraham, like it would be for the disciples, like it is for us as well. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's such an emphasis for us as a church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes against like America, Americans, we are very comfortable people mm -hmm. and we have a hard time being able to tell what is the Holy Spirit pushing us to do something and what is just uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. am I in an awkward situation I shouldn't be in or is this a place where the Holy Spirit is pushing me to go? And that's right. a hard balance. Like I wrestle with that all right. the time of knowing, right. you know, am, should I push something? Should I not? What's going on? Right. Right. Um, yeah, just because something's uncomfortable doesn't mean that that's not what God's calling you to do. Well, no, and I mean- The opposite it, is true too, though. What's that? That just because something- wait, Is I uncomfortable just, doesn't mean doesn't, God is yeah. necessarily forcing yeah, you. Yeah, you have to trust the Holy Spirit in that yeah. process. Too. There's no formula to this. Yes. Right. But there's a principle in like our pain is where we experience the greatest amount of growth. Mm -hmm. um, and like whether you're training at the gym or whether you're- um, working through like a doctoral thesis mm -hmm. or a difficult relationship. Either way, whatever the challenge is, that's going to be the greatest point of opportunity for growth for you. Mm -hmm. That's always true. And you think about kids too, like kids don't grow without good discipline and good boundaries. And that's right. not pleasant for them and it's uncomfortable no. for them, but they need it in order to grow and also to be able to think beyond themselves. Yeah. So left to their own devices, they're just going to do what they want to do. And then they become selfish well, parents and, and no one likes that. Okay. Well, that's part of the idea of beyond even is like, yeah. as you, th as you move beyond thinking so internally about yourself, um, it shifts your focus to the world out there. 
Mm-hmm. And so as a church, we're saying, hey, this is a priority for us that when we gather here as a people, our primary focus is not to just be internally focused on our comfort, mm-hmm. the predictability of um, certain things that are happening in our faith community um, or our preferences. In fact, sometimes it's the opposite of that. It's mm-hmm. to actually go out and reach people um, that we are not necessarily comfortable reaching. Right. We think you had said earlier, we are not called to be a fort. We are called to be a force. Right. We're not supposed to just sit and, you know, talk to each other only. God calls us to go beyond ourselves, to look outside our walls, to look outside our yeah. own needs and desires. And honestly, that's what should distinguish Christians from the rest of the world. Yeah, that's actually a point that um, at the director's retreat, when we were kind of working through some of this stuff at the beach, I was wrestling with this word because I wanted something that sounded cooler than beyond. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. And I remember Brad articulating that he would he wants us to think beyond our four walls. Mm-hmm. And that was like, oh, that resonated so deeply within me. It was exactly to your point is, well, I want to think beyond just and obviously B4 has a lot more than four walls, but mm-hmm. I mean, beyond the like physical presence of our building and what happens on campus, he he was inviting us to think about how God thinks about this city, to mm-hmm. think beyond us and into the people around us that don't know Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, to be for, not just for ourselves as a community or even for the people that we're in immediate context with, mm-hmm. but even to think bigger, to be for the city. And and by that, I think it means more than just for Beaverton or for Tigard or whatever city you happen to live in. It is for the human city of mm-hmm. all people. You know, we can only affect the ones that are closest to us, but our viewpoint should always be, you know, we're not bound to our physical location, our geographical location. Right. So then what does this look like? Because in my mind, that means that there has to be like a fundamental shift, not for everyone, but for a lot of people and what it means to be like for the city. You know, Mm -hmm. when you say that, it sounds really cool and quippy and like great, (laughs) right? But what does that actually mean? Yeah, I think we've looked and I think we are going to look in the sermon at a passage in Jeremiah where the Israelites are in exile and you've pulled it up. It's Jeremiah 29. Yeah. Um, Israelites are in exile and God tells them, hey, you're going to be here a while. So like, don't just kind of camp out on the edges of society, like be invested in the city that you are called to Mm -hmm. seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I've carried you into exile is what it says in verse seven, pray for it. If it prospers, you're going to prosper. So that means not just like we are looking for, and he talks about very physical things of like plant gardens and get married. So he's not just saying spiritually you are Mm, for the city and you're called to evangelize. It is you are for the city. Like you want people to have jobs. You want people to have good relationships. You want people to generally live happy, healthy, whole lives. And that goes beyond the spiritual to the physical, to the emotional, to all of the things as well. Yeah. Brad has been saying all series long that we are called to partner with God in the renewal of all things, Mm -hmm. which include community gardens and government structures, right? It it includes the renewal of every aspect of life, right? So, Recently, uh, I ha- I moved into a newer neighborhood and um, we're getting to know our neighbors, which is exciting. And uh, I had a neighbor knock on my door and they 
they're asking me like a million questions about the neighborhood, which is so awesome. Because <laughs> like the neighborhood just started to exist. Right. So there's not that much information to share. <laughs> I don't really know that much, but apparently I know more than this person. So they ask me questions all the time, which is really nice of them. But they knocked on my door the other night and they came over to our front door and, you know, masks and six, 10, 12 <laughs> feet and all these things. And they're saying, I think you need to be our next HOA president. <laughs> and Laughfield's like, next uh, HOA president? You mean first HOA? <laughs> yeah, like, who was here before we don't the rabbits? Have, yeah, yeah <laughs> we, we don't even have a formed HOA. But I was thinking about like all the reasons why I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Like million reasons why I don't. I mean, HOAs are the butt of a lot of jokes. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know me well, Ash, like spreadsheets and things like that. They're like not, not my your cup wheelhouse. of tea. No, like I, that's, that's why you're here. No, I just <laughs> um, Actually true. But partially true. No, I, it's not my favorite thing in the universe. But um, I started thinking about this passage and how the invitation of God and through mm -hmm. the prophet Jeremiah is to create flourishing neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I feel like a draw, a pull to actually live out this idea of beyond is to participate, maybe not the HOA president, but to participate yeah. in my neighborhood. I think there's a lot of like HOAs, PTA organizations, community boards, those kinds of things. Those are an right. easy way that people can kind of get involved. And often that doesn't take a lot of work or isn't that big of a commitment or something you would have wanted to do anyway. Right. Like that is actually being missional. That is part of bringing God's kingdom yeah. to earth is being just a Christian presence in that place. My husband and I have season tickets to the Portland Timbers. Yeah. Which, and <laughs> unfortunately, which unfortunately does you no good right now is not helpful this year. Right. Um, but in the past, I've often thought like, yes, this is not like an organized thing being mm -hmm. here at the Timbers, but like I can be a light in this two hours and 30 totally. minutes that I met this game right. of just like being a Christian presence there. And that doesn't mean I do anything official. It doesn't mean that I evangelize anybody there, yeah. but I do pray for people a lot as I see them walking up and down the stairs and all the things like yeah. that's, it doesn't even have to be an official thing like an HOA. It can be something yeah, just like that. Well, I think even in you saying that it's important for us to identify something that I think the word evangelism has gotten like a bad rep. Mm -hmm. Like we have tacked on things like tracks and, you know, pamphlets and, you know, yeah. making sure we drop the gospel bomb and the Romans mm -hmm. road or invite them to a Billy Graham crusade. Um, none of those things in and of themselves are necessarily bad, although some people might debate that. But um, I think ultimately, like, it is evangelism to be a faithful witness and presence in that space. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily forcing someone to convert their beliefs. Right. Um, and, and I think you could make an argument that Jesus didn't do that either. But he um, drew in mm. near, his proximity was close to the people he was around and that impacted people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was funny. We I knew we were recording this podcast today and I was reading a book earlier today called The Common Rule. And it's mm -hmm. all about basically forming rhythms, uh, healthy rhythms in your life that can help you live connected to God and not go crazy. And one of the things the author was suggesting was one of his rhythms is that he eats a meal with others once a day. Right. And sometimes that's with his family or sometimes it's with coworkers. But he also talked about how that can be a great opportunity to share God's love with other people. One of the things that was most impactful in the chapter was he said something along the lines of, um, you know, people in today's world aren't 
intellectually against Christianity. They have an attitude against Christians because of what they've experienced. And so intellectual arguments and tracks and those sorts of things are not going to be effective. What is going to be effective to help those people experience God's love is them experiencing your love and experiencing hospitality. And so he suggested, which again, not COVID friendly right now, but like if you're having a meal once a week with your family or something, invite someone who isn't a part of your family, invite a neighbor, invite a coworker, somebody who's lonely, who just moved to town, any of those things. It's a small thing like that can give people the opportunity to behold God in right. that environment, even if they don't know what's going, that's what's happening. But it also isn't an opportunity for you to go beyond yeah. yourself and your own family, even to include others in what God is doing. That's, that's a tangible expression of what Peter says, um, that we should always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks for a reason for your hope. Mm-hmm. And I Keyword was like, asks. yeah, who asks <laughs> for a reason for your hope? Like, we should be prepared to respond and give reason why we are hopeful human beings. And right now in our world, more than ever, we the world needs hope, right? Most definitely. Like, most definitely. It's been like, literally the worst year. Yeah, it's been a really, really hard year. And people have been trying to cling to different things for hope and they can't find it. Um, and we, uh, you know, our faith says we have a living hope. We hold on to a hope that cannot be taken away from us. So... I think that this whole idea beyond is a shift for many people mm-hmm. in allowing yourself permission to build relationship with people beyond your comfortability, beyond your four walls um, for the sake of loving those people mm-hmm. and be ready to have an answer when they ask you. When they ask. When they ask <laughs> you, why do you act the way you act? And that's the general heart. Like, could you imagine if the 6,000 adults that say B4 is their home all operated like that in the city around us? Yeah, I think that would be more effective than a thousand people with bullhorns in downtown Portland yelling at people that the end is near and their centers. And in a way you could argue that would even be more effective than 6,000 people just in a church service. Yes, most definitely. Which is important, by the way. Yeah. But it's God's design is that we would impact the city beyond yeah, I think God never impacts us in a self. God himself is not selfish. He yeah. gives his love to us. And in turn, he expects us not to be selfish with the love and grace that we've received. But instead, every time you receive love and grace to turn around and be able to give that to other people. That's so good. So any life change that happens with us is not strictly for us. It is so we can impact those around us, that we can go beyond ourselves and into our community and city and whatever so to be able good. to do what God's called us to. So good. Well, hey, everyone, this was it. Yeah, this was our last was episode for of this season one. For season one. We are coming back with season yeah. two, but it will not start again until January. Yeah, and we want to hear from you as well. If you've been tuning into this podcast and you have ideas, thoughts, questions, things you want to hear about, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, you can send us an email at podcast, podcast singular, at meofourchurch.org. Yeah. And we'll be checking those in the next month as we are recording for season two which again, will drop in January. Yeah. So don't freak out when there's not new episodes the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Those are coming. We just, with the holidays and everything else, wanted to give ourselves some time yeah. to make sure that we delivered a good quality product. Yeah, that's right. So, hey, as we wrap up, um, just want to remind you of the four Bs. Yes, what are they? Test. What are they? Test. Um, B. That's not the first one. No. Behold. I know. I was testing you. <laughs> well, I passed. <laughs> <laughs> it's that counterclockwise picture, right? No, yeah. Behold. Behold. 
belong. B. B. And beyond. And beyond. Thought Thank we were you. trading off. Sorry. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> I was actually hoping you would take the ball and run with it. Oh, thing. yeah. Sorry but I appreciate it. Not a problem. No. We, uh, we're committed to um, living out these things, not because we just need good language, but because they reflect the heart of God, his love for us, and his desire for the world around us. Yeah. The goal is that they sum up in four words that all start with B, then message of the gospel. That's right. All right. So how do people share this podcast? Well, if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, you can share it. You can share it with friends by copying, pasting the URL and sending it to them. Or there's options in your iTunes to be able to send it. Um, But make sure that you are subscribed to iTunes, Spotify, and or YouTube if you want to receive future episodes. Again, there won't be anything for the next couple of weeks, but make sure you're subscribed for season two. Awesome. And we'll see you on the flip side. We'll see you, le- we'll see you next year. Yeah, 2021. It better be better than this year. <laughs> Thanks, Ash. Thanks, Ash. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to visit b4church.org for more information. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe. You can share it with your friends. You can even take a screenshot and share it on social media if you like. Tag us at b4church. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.